From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. It's Wednesday, February 16th. How Saving Cemeteries from Weather Impacts Preserves Black History by Adriana Navarro. When public historian Valerie Wade is hired to help clients learn about their family history, her investigation often leads her to cemeteries. On successful trips, she'll find the headstone she's looking for, where personal history is written in stone, anchoring the individuals and their community to the location's memory. However, a mixture of city expansion, a lack of resources, and life-changing weather events across the nation are impacting who is remembered. Across the nation, activists and preservationists are fighting to save black cemeteries and the personal histories they carry. One of the lasting impacts of segregation can be seen through the separation of white and black cemeteries, and many of the latter across the United States have been overlooked, relocated, or built over, contributing to not just the mistreatment of the dead, but also a loss of family history. In an article written in late 2020 titled From Dust to Dust, Climate Change and Cemeteries, Wade expands on how race and class in America impact which cemeteries and histories are successfully preserved and which are lost. I think that climate change has these ripple effects, Wade told AccuWeather. People don't automatically think about these things, but it does have a cultural impact. It does have an economic impact, and cemeteries and public history is just one way that I'm using to try and get people to think about the climate. Wade's business... Linfield Historical Consulting, based in Houston, Texas, focuses on genealogy projects and historical research. In the times that her research has taken her to cemeteries, Wade found that headstone markers have generally provided reliable family history information, though it may differ from older census records. Census records you have to take with a grain of salt, especially in communities of color, because a long time ago, the census takers would sort of come by and They didn't necessarily take as much care with the spelling of names, and they didn't always care to really get everybody's birthday right, Wade said. They may do an estimation. So that's why sometimes there is a tension between the written record and what you may see in a cemetery. A headstone or even a specific family grave isn't always easy to find, however. Not everyone could afford a headstone or a long-lasting grave marker for family members who passed. Some used a large rock or something else in its place to mark a grave, but people move away or are displaced, and the knowledge of where someone is buried can get lost over time, according to Wade. While a headstone was a luxury for some, she added, it was also an anchor that tied a family to a location, even when a powerful storm threatened displacement. For many, including Wade, the devastation to community history reached a crescendo with Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Nearly 1,000 coffins were displaced due to the storm, according to NPR, the floodwaters having buoyed the vaults. 
Due to the high water table, many graves in New Orleans are either above ground, such as in a mausoleum, or shallow burial plots. The displacement of coffins also became a problem following Hurricane Laura in 2020 and Ida in 2021. It was in the aftermath of Katrina that Wade first started thinking about how weather impacted communities in tangible ways, ranging from destroyed homes to the family heirlooms swept away. Not only were roofs gone, but so were precious family photos, scrapbooks, letters, and family recipes. And with sites that anchored multiple communities destroyed, it raised the questions about whether rebuilding was possible and ultimately who would stay. More than 175,000 black residents left New Orleans in the year following the storm, and more than 75,000 never returned as residents, according to a 2015 analysis by 538. It doesn't always take a hurricane to displace a family, however. Even with just a heavy rain event that makes a house unlivable, a family might not be able to afford to rebuild and stay in the same area as the cemetery where deceased family members are buried. There's also the added weight of the resources it takes to recover a cemetery that has long needed help. In Houston, where the preservation of cemeteries has been wrought with complications brought on by a city susceptible to flooding and one that occasionally lies in the path of hurricanes, Wade says that oftentimes people might not have the resources or people power to keep up with maintaining cemeteries. Organizations with objectives ranging from upkeeping to mapping and cataloging cemeteries have arisen from efforts to preserve history and take care of the final resting place of a stranger's family member. In Lebanon, Pennsylvania, Friends of Lebanon Cemetery is one such group made up of volunteers who work to clean burial sites and connect with family members who previously hadn't been able to pay respect to the departed due to being unable to find the marker. Rain contributed to hundreds of flat stone grave markers sinking anywhere from between six inches and about a foot below ground at the cemetery. Volunteers installed drainage systems underneath a few of the markers during the fall of 2021, and volunteer Samantha Dorm told AccuWeather national reporter Sarah Gisriel at the time that if those modifications do well through the winter months, then they'll return in the spring to add on to the system. The Texas Freedom Colonies Project, directed by Dr. Andrea Roberts, an assistant professor of urban planning at Texas A&M University, is an initiative aimed at supporting the preservation of black settlement landscapes, heritage, and grassroots preservation practices through research. Part of this has included building the Texas African American Cemetery Registry, which is a voluntary database of black burial grounds across the state. Efforts to preserve and catalog these places have reached the federal level as well. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown plans to reintroduce the Bipartisan African American Burial Grounds Network Act in the coming weeks, which would establish a new program to preserve historic African American burial grounds and provide federal assistance to ensure the burial sites are maintained for future generations. The legislation comes during a time when many lost historic black cemeteries are being discovered under the infrastructure of expanding cities. In Dallas, part of the North Central Expressway was built over some of the graves of the Freedmen's Cemetery in the mid-1900s. Black graves are simply paved over, headstones used as rubble to help fill ditches and low spots, the Texas Observer reported, quoting the writings of a Dallas Observer columnist in 1999. However, situations like this are not exclusive to the 19th or 20th century. 
In West Virginia, concern grew in 2019 that nearby industrial construction projects could impose upon the outskirts of the Boyd Carter Cemetery in Jefferson County, a cemetery that is believed to hold the graves of people who had been enslaved and has characteristics of traditional African-American burial grounds. The project maps had incorrectly drawn the boundary of the property lines, and the shaded area that indicated the cemetery was portrayed as much smaller than it actually is. In Houston, city expansion is still playing a large role in separating people from caring for family graveyards. Wade explained how in Houston there are sites that have been torn up and smaller communities displaced for things like highway expansion. As places like the Houston Inner Loop or the area inside the loop that Interstate 610 forms grow, families that have stayed in the area for generations are being pushed out and away from family cemeteries as economics change. Burial sites that hold predominantly black Americans, a record in itself of segregation even after death, have been found beneath parking lots, building complexes, and highways. A large aspect of Weathers' role in the loss of grave sites isn't necessarily separate from infrastructure and development. The 2021 study, Preservation at the Intersections, Patterns of Disproportionate Multi-Hazard Risk and Vulnerability in Louisiana's Historic African-American Cemeteries, compared cemeteries' exposure to flood hazards and proximity to hazardous chemical sites in southern Louisiana's Cancer Alley based on racial makeup. The authors considered graveyards in St. James and Ascension parishes by their racial makeup, their location in the 100-year floodplain or 500-year floodplain, as well as how close they were to one or more of the chemical plants. They found that not only were black cemeteries disproportionately located in an area that was more likely to see flooding than their white counterparts, but eight known black cemeteries were located within the two-mile radius of one or two of the facilities, which would have limited the visitor's ability to maintain the grave of a family member after any flooding events. No white cemeteries were located within the same radius of any plant. The study recommended that the state invest funds in grassroots groups of residents who could play a role in documenting cemeteries and state historical cemetery databases, using the resulting data to help professionals map missing cemeteries. Then, with the right support, advocacy groups could collaborate with state agencies and parish land use planners to help record the cemeteries and keep them at a safe distance from plants. For Wade, part of preserving the past while also preparing for the future looks like building in a more sustainable way, cautioning against building without thinking about the long-term effect when considering climate change. However, addressing one factor won't make up for the other barriers when it comes to taking care of cemeteries. She added that even if climate change could be 100% addressed, that in itself wouldn't automatically fix income inequality or fix housing access there is still something that people at the local level can do to help make a difference, like volunteering to upkeep and catalog graves before they're lost to history. Wade added, we can all do something small to help out. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or visit AccuWeather.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.